day and welcome to Rocket with Chief. My name is Daniel Robus and I'm your host for today's podcast episode. And I'm joined by two superhumans that I'm going to introduce you to in, in, in a moment. And I've said, let's change this world because we can as an intro to the episode, because that's exactly what Justin and Liz are doing. Traffickers are exploiting in excess of 25 million people annually, which is the equivalent of the entire population of Australia. These individuals are used for profit by their captors, and it's a business that's thriving. Lots of people are investing in over $150 billion a year profit. It's no small wonder that people are getting coaxed into it, conned into it, and forced into it. Greed fuels this fire, and it's a blaze that is being seen by the heavens. The numbers are staggering. Victims seem to come from middle to lower income brackets, broken homes, and vulnerable people. And it seems to me that it's a tide that's being pushed back by a few people who are in the front lines and fighting against all odds because corruption comes into play at every level conceivable. Tonight or today, we are meeting two people. Our first guest is Liz, who is uh, actually under a, a pseudonym for today. Her name is not Liz, but we're going to leave it there so that nobody knows who it is. Liz has a decade of law enforcement experience from America. She moved to South Africa over three years ago in order to fight human trafficking. She uses her experience as a detective, a trainer, a supervisor in order to assist victims. She's a specialist with an NGO, Unchain Our Children, who is committed to building respect, dignity, fairness, and equality for individuals who have been victims of this horrendous abuse. Unchain Our Children believes in direct intervention at the source with initiatives to drive changes at higher levels. And we're going to dive into that in a moment. And then we meet Justin Wright, who is based in Nashville. He's a photographer that specializes in weddings and helping small businesses tell their story to better amplify their brands. He's an entrepreneur and soon will be launching his new brand, Bubble Bubs, that creates Bible story bath bombs in an effort to get children excited about learning about God with their parents. Justin has spent all four years of his high school in Johannesburg, South Africa, where his dad worked for Telcom. And Justin sponsors Liz's stay here in South Africa to afford her the opportunity to get involved. Unchain Our Children is an organization dedicated to fighting the good fight. So Liz, what is that good fight? Yes, so Unchain Our Children uh, will wants to get involved with anything unjust is being done, especially to women and children. So that will involve uh, gender-based violence, kidnappings, any sort of sexual assaults, um, trafficking included. And so I am helping um, with, the, with the trafficking, human trafficking specifically. Why did you choose South Africa? What happened? Hmm. I don't think I chose it. I think uh, I think it chose me in a way. Um, the organization that's just the organization I came to this country with, that was just where they thought they could use my experience. 
And I was just happy to go anywhere I could help. I never, I never imagined that a police officer could go help in another country like this, doing this. So as soon as I found out there was a chance that I could, we just kind of jumped at it. You know, as the dad of, of two girls, I'm really struggling um, with this conversation not to um, um, let my emotions get, get the better of me. Um, and, you know, you must see some horrible things and you must see some horrible situations. Uh, how do you keep yourself motivated when you're training these people or, or when you're on interventions to help stop this type of abuse? It's a really good question. I think I've been asked that a lot over the years. And I think I think my training as a law enforcement officer has helped prepare me for that because I've seen a lot of things in that line of work. And I've just kind of learned how to divide myself a little bit and take the emotion out of it and deal with the facts and evidence I see. And because if I get too emotionally involved, that's it's going to be hard for me to do my job. On the flip side, though, you, you, you need to have some sort of emotion to have compassion and to care and to have the drive to keep doing it. So I think you really just need to focus on the little wins and you focus on the smiles on the victim's face and on their kids and that sort of stuff. And you just kind of hang on, you hang on to those moments. Sure. I'm, I'm going to come back to you, Liz. Justin, how sure. do you fit in now? Where did you come into this picture apart from having the dust of Africa settle on your shoes when you were a youngster? Yeah, so I met Liz through church um, and, you know, kind of saw what was stirring in her and her family's heart and um, was very excited, um, you know, just because, of course, my connection to South Africa. But more importantly, I, I feel like the human trafficking issue is just it's um, it's a huge, huge problem. And it, it feels like this war that's going on that no one really talks about. And a lot of times when you're looking at different ways of support or um, whether it be financially or, or time, you know, especially when it comes to financially, you're, you can give to an organization, you're kind of wondering like, did I make a difference? Or like, where's the money going? And this is just a, a great opportunity to say like, hey, like I know Liz and her skill set, and I've seen how God is calling her specifically to this situation. And knowing that if I support her, I'm directly uh, supporting the fight against human trafficking. So it was really a no brainer knowing just believing in Liz as a person and her skill set, but also uh, a very tangible way to get involved uh, with helping stopping human trafficking. Wow, that, that is a big thing to be invested in. And how how do you get updates? How do you know where your money is going? Is this helped by the connected world? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we regularly get uh, updates from Liz um, and she shares as much information as she's allowed to while still protecting uh, the victims of human trafficking um, and then just updates from the organization as well. And so it's very like there's not a lot of fluff in the organization. It's going directly to supporting her essentially like, you know, living and working. Um, and, you know, it's a uh, very small scale impactful um, organization. And so uh, the money is allowing her to do that very tangible work that's incredibly important. Uh, that is something where you can actually um, put your money, see some results and feel like you're participating. How important is that for you, the transparency of, of where it's going and the programs that are, are being supported there? 
Yeah, it's incredibly important. You know, um, it's just you see children being saved from slavery, from child slavery, sexual abuse, everything. And so, um, you know, there's no price tag you can put on that. But just, um, yeah, the transfer is huge because you know exactly what your money is um, is supporting. Um, and there's there's no question about that it has a direct effect on, um, you know, fighting human trafficking. I've got a tough question here, Liz. I don't even know if I can ask it. Um, the connected world is this exacerbating the problem of child child abuse and 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 woman abuse and people abuse we making a mountain out of a molehill here it's only a couple of nude pics on a on on a phone how bad is it <laughs> yeah it's the connected world is is making that far worse than it than it ever would be because it's just available and I'm talking specifically, you know, more along the lines of, of online porn and that store is just running rampant. But also when you talk about, we talk about trafficking, it's, it's more often than not someone getting lied to and taken advantage of. It's not the movie taken, you know, it might be every once in a while, but it's, it's very rarely that it is, it is them taking advantage of the poor and the vulnerable. So you go to a poor village or a poor part of, the states or wherever and you tell somebody hey i can offer you a job or i can provide you know you tell a mother i can take your children and pay their school fees and and give them a hope and give them a better life well of course uh, you know someone who doesn't know about things are going to say yes to that hmm. but where it gets where the online stuff is is think about online jobs and it's the online world of technology is wonderful in so many ways to to keep us connected and to do a lot of good. But there's a downside to everything. The downside of that is you can trick people online and you can lie to them and you can get them into something um, like trafficking pretty easy. Sure. And do you see a lot of it in South Africa? I mean, is this a busy center for this type of, of pandemic for want of a, uh, a worse word? Yes, so South Africa is such a unique nation in so many ways, and I do love this country. Um, it is, we kind of talk about countries as being source countries and destination countries. So a source country would often be a, a very underdeveloped country where you're gonna get your, your victims that you're going to traffic. And obviously the destination country would be where you're gonna take them. Well, South Africa is a little bit of both. So, um, you know, it is, it is very developed in many senses, but it's still got a little bit of the underdeveloped world in it. And it's still got a lot of vulnerable people. So you have trafficking within the borders, you have trafficking throughout the whole continent coming down through South Africa, maybe to stay in South Africa or as just a way out. You know, the two, two biggest airports are here in the country. And so um, it's just a kind of, sometimes it's a pass through point. Okay. And do you, the, the, the um, authorities that are involved, are they um, largely regionalized and, or is there an interconnected system now through the SADC region or through Africa itself? Uh, how advanced are we in, and are we using technology enough to uh, battle this, this war, as Justin said earlier? 
On this, on the continent of Africa, I will say it's pretty localized. It's hard to connect unless you know somebody. Now I'm always working with other NGOs and trying to find about other people in other countries. So if, if we know of a victim or, or a piece of evidence or something that might be in another country, well, a lot of the NGOs will get together, people start making phone calls and you try to get someone trusted in that country to help you out. And that, and that can happen, but that is difficult, but also impossible without technology. <laughs> Everyone uses WhatsApp and that's just how we all, all communicate. Sure. So there's a massive, particularly, go ahead. There's a massive technology voyage here, which, which, which could do with the solution. Yes, I think that the technology void would be tricky as you start talking about different countries, because different countries have different um, laws about information. And then you have other countries that were, you know, more than South Africa, the power goes out and you just don't have reliable Wi-Fi and you don't have, so there are a lot of countries are stuck, uh, not just in Africa and Asia and other parts of the world, just don't have the infrastructure to support the technology. Okay. Or consistent infrastructure, I should okay. say. Okay, consistent, I think that's the wording. Yeah. Justin, I'm gonna bring you in here. Um, and you know, you, you got involved and you, you mentioned from the church, but how specifically did you you hear about this and and if someone else wants to get involved where do they go to to find places to find a liz that they can talk to or invest in or support yeah i mean there are a lot of organizations out there that are um you know fighting against human trafficking um there's a few uh like tim ballard is a man i have a lot of respect for i've never met him personally uh but he has a great organization uh they do really cool things like they especially stateside uh one thing they did recently that i've kind of been following and really interested in is training dogs to actually be able to sniff out sd cards and some other things that um you know especially on the, like the child pornographic side of things they're able to kind of track them which really just blew my mind like i didn't know that was even a thing uh like um yeah, the team Tebow found Tim Tebow Foundation um, is another great one. But there's, I mean, really just like on Instagram, like I think it's a great way to kind of like you can even like follow the hashtags and just start learning about it and realizing how big of a problem it is. Um, and it is like Liz was saying, you know, there are destination um, sites and countries, and there's more like the sourcing ones. And the states is really a huge um destination for human trafficking and uh, sexual exploitation and so it's really happening under our noses um and it's just scary that there's this underworld happening and uh, that most people don't talk about it and the reason i really want to get involved is because i think looking back like 30 years you know there's been things in history that happen and it's you kind of be like why didn't the people do anything about that you know whatever like fill in the blank kind of event um, and I don't want to be someone that didn't do anything about it. And because um, it is like the deeper you do your research, you realize just how real the issue it is and how scary it is. And if you start to connect that as those children, those women could be my sister, my daughter, my son, um, you know, it really kind of brings it home. And so when you're having people like Liz doing this work, you know, they are literally saving slaves. And so 
Um, if you kind of get your head around that reality, uh, even though it's hidden really well in our culture and in our, in our cities and countries, like that is the truth about what's happening. And so being able to support someone like Liz uh, is just incredibly important work. We abolished slavery a long time ago, yet I heard a stat that there are more slaves walking today than they've been throughout history. And it's quite a scary thing. Um, what is your, your message to someone who's listening here? What would your call to action be? Yeah, my call to action just be to educate yourself. Because um, I, I think if you simply educate yourself about the facts and numbers and the reality that's happening in your own city, you'll be just shocked. And I think that shock value will like really should turn your heart to get involved and find practical ways um, to support people like Liz that are doing tangible work. Uh, like I said, there are other organizations out there, but find one that you believe in, or maybe it's even a local one. Uh, Cause like I said, like even there's local ones for Nashville where I live. Uh, so you can even find one in your city and, and there's different ways, whether it just be financial support, uh, you know, it can be a little tricky, like as far as like, you know, people that are human, that are trafficked, it's not, you, you can't just like probably go, you know, feed them or like love on them directly sometimes because there's so many, they've been through so much traumatic abuse and all that sort of stuff. But uh, getting involved in other ways, just like donating money is a, is a huge way uh, to help these organizations do the work that they do. You've said educate yourself two or three times here. Where do you go to self-educate about this? Where do you go to hear more? What's our first step? Yeah, so I mean, the information is out there. Like it's it's out there. We're just we're just not looking for it, and we're not talking about it. And so even like you know before here, I just like Googled you know human trafficking PDF or like stats, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and there is some like a lot of it is uh, kind of speculative as far as what's actually happening. So it could be there are numbers. It could be a lot higher or a little lower, but I'm guessing it's a lot higher than we actually know and can project because, wow. you know, it's, it's happening, uh, in the, in the, in the dark. <laughs> and so so for, our, for our U S um, audience, there are local, um, organizations you can get involved in. We've spoken about Nashville. We've got quite a big following in Texas, go in and, and find out what's happening in Houston and Austin and, and all the, the, the big centers will have support areas where you could get involved. I want to bring Liz in from a, um, a, a different continent perspective. Liz, how do people get involved from a South African perspective or a SADC perspective or an African perspective? Where do we go to to help in, in either funds or in sweat? Yes, I think um, we'll all speak about Unchain Our Children because I can definitely tell you where to go there. Okay. But there's a number of people who work there and they'll will do everything from supporting the victim afterwards. There's another fantastic organization here called Hope Risen, and they do a lot of aftercare and Unchain Our Children works really well with Hope Risen um, as far as a partnership goes. So there's also um, the community forums, the police community forums that run around South Africa. They often have somebody who will at least know how to direct we get a number of tip-offs from community members, wow. just so many. So, you know, sometimes police don't always know what to do with information and it may be hard to reach them. They're very understaffed, but if you can get it to someone in a community forum or just simply reach out to Unchain Our Children or Hope Risen and awesome. um, somebody will jump on it. 
Liz, what is, what are some of the, the urban myths you want to bust so we can we can focus on the facts here? What it what is not known? You mentioned taken, and we all see the, the romance of the movie and someone coming out. Is that what you do all day? You strap on a, a vest, you have a, a cattle prod and a 44 and you break down doors. Look, I, I wish, I wish that was part of my daily routine, but it's not. No, I'm doing a lot of, um, well, I'll tell you what it is. So, so, so like I said, it's, it's simply just a lie. It's, it's just a lie and it can, it can affect, it can affect anybody. Um, but it mostly affects the uneducated, the people who don't understand what trafficking really is and looks like in this day and age. If you're just looking out for someone, swiping off a kid on the street and going to sell them, you're going to miss most of trafficking. Okay. Now, does that happen? Sure. But you're going to miss the basic stuff that's right under your nose. There's a lot of prostitutes and prostitution and all of that. A lot of that started as trafficking or there's trafficking layered in there and i and i'll admit to you that as a police officer in the states i i didn't understand that connection when i was dealing with with uh prostitutes or their johns and doing those busts if i'd know what i didn't know now i would have searched a lot harder and maybe could have produced some good trafficking cases out of that sure so yeah so what, what do do these community um leaders in the in the middle to low income communities need in order to slow this down to keep people out of this they need well, that's a really good question i'll go back and kind of piggyback on what justin said just about education they need to be educated but just support, you know, like sometimes it takes, you know, we say it takes a village, you know, to raise a child. And in some of these communities that we see in South Africa and other African places, is it does. Sorry, an actual I, community. I just need a moment, Chuck. I can't okay. believe what you do. And um, as the dad of, of two girls, big up to you, Justin, for supporting Liz through this. And uh, Oh, I'm just thinking about if I had to come home and one of my girls was gone. Right. Oh, I can't believe the work that you guys are doing. Okay, let's get back. Daniel's back. Oh. I would say because something that I found uh, interesting and just kind of educating myself that, you know, like you're saying, you know, the taken thing, like a lot of times, like, uh that's how we kind of visualize it happening is just like someone gets snatched off the street through an event or uh you know some like good looking guy like drugs them and takes them which i'm sure does happen but uh yeah. i think maybe and liz can speak you know more truthfully on this but what i saw in my research is a lot of times there is more of a process whether it be a family member or someone they know in a slow grooming process so by the mm -hmm. time they're at a point where they are fully like enslaved you know sexual abuse it's it's almost like uh their mind has They're been brainwashed yeah, yeah slowly over time and so it's kind of like is this like do i am i like what is it's not even like oh i was kidnapped and now like i'm a like a, pro, a forced prostitute it's just like this their life has been developing slowly because this person has been corrupting their mind and using and abusing them so, so I think that's to look out for that 
teachers need to look out for change in behavior um, family members look for those behaviors and see if someone's grooming them yeah and they just need to not you know <laughs> you just don't need to be so trusting some people are, are, are <laughs> you some don't are need to be so trusting too trusting and and um you know my family often accuses me of being a pessimistic and i defend myself and say no i'm just a realist and that debate goes on and on but but you just can't you just unfortunately you just can't trust a lot of people so when the, good natured, when the good natured neighbor wants to watch your kid or play with your kid i'm just saying just look out for that they, they may have every good intention in the world they may be the best person and i hope that's the case for a lot of people but you just can't blindly you trust and when you have teenagers and kids on cell phones you just can't trust what they're getting into and what slowly is getting into their minds and justin talked about grooming and it's a hundred percent what's happening and then once they get somebody and this is specifically for sexual exploitation there's something called a break house and you don't even want to know what goes into a break house but it 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 it, it does it breaks the person down and then where they don't even attempt to run away in a month because they've been so broken and stripped emotionally so when you see these people on the streets and you think well why don't they just reach out to a police officer why don't they just run they literally don't have anything left inside them to go do that for and that's super tragic wow um liz in your work life who is the the role model who is your mentor who do you want to who do you want to be like um jesus <laughs> in my work life i don't i just you know i do this because because he's just done so much for all of us and he tells us to go and take care of people and i think look i'm not a doctor i'm not super smart i'm not an engineer i'm not one of these people that can go out and do a lot of that kind of stuff but he did give me a heart for for people and i love people and then my experience as a law enforcement officer i just i'm still amazed all the time that i get to be in a foreign country and do what i get to do and not just help people but work with other police officers i love police officers so working with them or helping train um yeah that's just i feel like i'm living the dream a lot so i i that's a, a, a outstanding Justin, um, for you, what what's the dream? What's the dream that you have that that uh, you'd like to see realized here? Yeah, so you know, in the introduction, you mentioned my new company I'm launching, Bibblebubs, uh, which is fairly close, probably like in two or three months. Uh, we almost got the prototype done, but it's uh, my goal for that is to have a full circle basically wholesome good awesome like business and so where 10 percent of the profits go to organizations that are fighting against human trafficking uh, so that's kind of like my big dream and vision for it and like i really want to scale the business just so we can give uh have more money to give to organizations that are doing great work and i really feel like like I've, uh, I've been doing photography for a long time. I've been doing, I've tried lots of different like kind of little startups and, and projects and stuff like that and fall on my face a lot. Uh, and I'm happy to admit that because I think 
you know, you have to fail to succeed. And that's just yeah. part of the process. And I feel like God has been using those. Like I've learned everything. Uh, every time I've, I've, I've failed, I've picked something up that's kind of gotten me to where I am with Bibble Bubs. And so I feel like he's been preparing me and uh, to kind of do this. And I feel like he's really has blessed it and will continue to bless it. Um, and what's exciting, like, it'd be awesome to like make millions of dollars, but really I would just want to have that money to be able to, to fight against this war, which I truly is like a war in my head. And wow. that is, that is so awesome. And, um, we're going to put your web address there. Um, so everyone can get hold of bubble bubs and can support you and, uh, let's, let's make it massive and a sustainable revenue stream that can, um, be a, a fight for the good guys. Justin, Damn, um, I want to say something. I want to yes. say something real quick about about Justin and, and all sorts of people who donate to all sorts of organizations all over the world, and just the importance of it. So, I had to learn this as I as I was fundraised to come here. So, like, I can't pay my electricity bill without people like Justin and other friends and family and organizations who contribute and small business owners. And it's so important to realize that people might hear this and think, whoa, I can't do, I can't leave the country and go do this thing. It's okay. You don't have to leave the country. You don't have to go, but a small donation lets other people go and do it. And somebody mentioned partnership earlier, and it's a hundred percent true. I cannot, I cannot be here. I cannot work for Unchained Our Children without the 50 something supporters I have from the States who have sent me here. And it's just so critical and it's such a beautiful partnership because it just, it is, it takes, it takes all of us to do it. So no matter how little it is or what you think you're fighting, but just, I would just encourage people to find something they're passionate about. And I think human trafficking is very easy to get passionate about, but find something you're passionate about and support it in any way you can. I've just taken a, a mic drop moment there. There's a saying that says it takes a village to raise a kid, but it takes yeah. a village to save a kid too. And um, yeah. you've got a village that that's uh, supporting you there. Um, so what I wanted to do is, Justin, as we come to the end of our time together, what question, if you were the host, would you have liked to have asked Liz? Wow. Uh, I think you did a great job. Um, uh of crying yeah. through the interview that's very unprofessional i've, I've just got to say <laughs> it's real though i mean like it and that's a huge thing too is when you like think about your own kids being in any kind of situation like that it's just it really brings it home and that's what's happening um let's see is there any questions like what and you kind of mentioned this but like what if i suspect someone is being trafficked in a public situation like what is something like how would you even approach that and maybe you know liz based on your experience because that's what you're if i remember correctly like even you sure. were trained to kind of like spot people at airports like where are some things to look for and if we notice those things what what could we do so there is an international symbol um going around for I need help. Okay. And, I'll, and I'll let you I'll let you look it up, Daniel, because you won't be able to see my hands do it right now. But you put the thumb in and you close you slowly close the four fingers around the thumb and it makes a fist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's the, a lot it's the motion of, too, right? It's not just the fist. It's like the fist, the, it's, the, it's the thumb first, I believe. Oh. Check me. And then it's the fingers. And 
So they're trying to come up and uh, excuse me, but I don't know who started this, but and a lot of people don't know it, but that's a start to have kind of a silent symbol because um, you never know who who's actually going to recognize that if you so that's a way to kind of ask a question or not. But the reality is, especially the kids who or they're not even just kids, the young adults who are vulnerable are not if they're not educated on trafficking, they're probably not educated on that symbol as well. But um, I would just be a good observer. I would be a good observer. I would know who they're walking with. I would take note of their description, the person they're walking with or and um, who you think might be the victim as well. Take note of where they're going. If they get in a car, take a registration plate down. You just gather all the information you can until you can get into the hands of the person who needs it, whether that be a police officer, whether that be an NGO, whatever it is, but the best thing that a, per a person or we say a witness can do would be just to gather all the information, be a really good observer. It, that was a great question, Justin. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And that was good info, Liz. Liz, as your, your wrap up, what question, if you were the host, should I have asked a donor like Justin? Uh. See, I think you, you asked him in so many words. I don't know if you use the word motivated, but I think you asked him why. Okay. Why, why exactly me or Unchained our children, I think. Um, don't worry. Don't worry. I won't. Yeah, that sorry. was an unfair question. That was, a, <laughs> that, that was a host question. We were under pressure. Guys, I, I want to just honor you both for what you're doing and, and what you're compelling others to do. Um, and the message that's coming through from you, Justin, is it's our world, we must get involved. And there isn't a reason not to, if, if we can't use our hands for it, we can use other mediums. And I want to really um, thank you for coming on to our podcast and giving us the opportunity to help. Uh, should there be any info uh, that we can share for you, please just share it with us. We will, uh, and we'll share it across uh, all the platforms that we've got. Um, and we've got the web address for Unchain Our Children. We'll put it through, we've spoken about Hope Prison. And I just want to honor you both for what you're doing and the, the indelible mark you're making on thousands of lives. So from me, Daniel, I'm trying to hold it together for one more minute i'm gonna say <laughs> thanks justin go forth to the dentist i think oh, that was last week no yeah, is that today <laughs> go to the dentist yeah. <laughs> and liz um i hope you have a lovely evening thank you very much for giving us some time from me thank daniel so robus